0: Yeah,
1: you're good. You're good. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. go ahead and start talking? God bless you this evening. We want to welcome you in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, fulfilling the scriptures tonight, that where the two or three of us are gathered in his precious name, he would be there in the midst, and we want to welcome you tonight and thank you for allowing us to come into your home and uh, minister with you. And we just want to invite the presence of God and invite the Holy Ghost uh, there wherever you are. If there's one or two of you or three or a family, I wonder if we can just uh, uh, stand together and we'll just commit uh, our evening service to the Lord Jesus I'm all alone here in this room. I've got one technician brother that's helping us and and that's wonderful. So the the Lord is with you, he's with us. So I wonder if we can just lift up your hand if you've got a need or got a request. We'd just like to welcome the Lord to come and have his way tonight. If there's some unspoken request, something burning on your heart, just reach out and touch the Lord. Our dear heavenly Father, tonight we've gathered in your name, We've gathered in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ together with brothers and sisters from all over the world, from British Columbia and Washington State and into all many countries of the world. We're gathered in fellowship. And I pray, Father, that you would come now and anoint the word. There's needs among us. Hands are lifted up. Hearts are reaching out to you. I pray that you would meet every single need. Every need that would be in a soul, every need that would be in a spirit realm or in a body realm, in a mental realm, in a financial realm. We pray as the word goes forth that you would take fear off of our lives. May the presence of God and the essence of your resurrection come into every being. Lord, we commit our evening service to you. Invite your Holy Spirit now to settle our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you again this evening. I want to uh, thank you for letting us come into your home and bring greetings from Brother Bisco, our pastor, and Brother Tom Ray and the other brothers, the ministering brothers, uh, Brother Tim Dodd, Brother Murphy Wong is translating tonight and uh, had a word of prayer with all of us by video. Uh, there's less than 10 brothers in the church there in Cloverdale that's allowing this to come to you live tonight and translators in the Chinese language and the Spanish language and in the French language. And we wanna thank you, Brother Michael Ray and Brother Matthew for singing tonight and Brother Benjamin for playing, Sister Joanne and the Brother Orn and the other brothers that are working behind the scenes. God bless you so much. Before we turn to the word, I wanted to make a special announcement and that is that this coming Sunday, uh, April the 19th, uh, we want to announce at 1030 service. It's going to be a strong emphasis on missions and on what the Lord is doing around the, the globe and China and India and Africa and just many places. And so uh, this coming Sunday, you don't want to miss that service. It, it'll be real wonderful. So if we can just all make sure we're there. And I just believe there's a mighty move of God happening around the world. And we're happy to be a part of it. Even tonight, uh, do you realize that you're fulfilling prophecy that Brother Branham spoke about? That uh, going through this room right now, there would be voices and colors of people's clothes and sports events and different singing going on across the globe. And something would be able to capture that and bring it into the room. Don't, don't we recognize that we're fulfilling that vision tonight? So God bless you as we turn to the scripture and we'll turn to Mark chapter 16 and uh, verse 1 to 7. We'll read a few verses of scripture. I, uh, I I know that gathered in your home and in your offices and places, it's just a little bit different. But we just pray the presence of God would just come now as we just settle into the word for this evening. You know, this is the Wednesday uh, that is following Easter. And so all that went on last week from Palm Sunday... On down through Tuesday and then Thursday night and the, and, uh, into the Passover season and, uh, the stripes that were put on his back on Friday morning and Pilate's Hall and then the cross and Galgotha and Calvary and up through Sunday morning, the Easter. And we're just so thankful for that. And then the road to Emmaus Sunday night, but here we are on the Wednesday night after Easter. So I wanted to just speak about some of the believers. Responses in the scripture after the resurrection and after the Easter and then bring it down to our day and down to our season and the time that we're living in. So I'd like to speak tonight on finding the essence of this resurrection, finding the essence of this resurrection. And we'll speak about that word essence as it has meaning from the scriptures and from Brother Brown's message God bless you as we read in Mark chapter 16, starting at verse 1. And when the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. This is speaking of the resurrection of Jesus. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, this is Sunday morning, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away for it was very great. Why, when I read that today, I thought about how many of us can have a question or think something is almost impossible, it's very great. But when we realize, verse 4, that it was already done, and I wonder for every knee here tonight, it's already done. The battle is over. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 5, And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Verse 7. But go your way and tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. I'm so thankful on this Wednesday night that the voice of this angel still speaks from verse 6. He is risen. He is not here. And then verse 7, as we just settle into our thought tonight, go and tell his disciples and Peter. God bless you. You can have your seats and make yourself at home tonight. We would say that comfortably. We're not going to be long tonight. We want to be conscious of our time and respect your time and your children, your young people. And so let's just gather around the word tonight as we speak a little bit on the thought of finding the essence of this resurrection. It's so wonderful to be in this season after Easter when Brother Branham was speaking on the Easter seal on the Palm Sunday, his last year that he was alive and coming into Easter season on it is the rising of the sun. To be able to look back to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and say, what a resurrection that that was, but then to be able to bring uh, the the focus for the people. And this is what tonight uh, I'd also like to do as Brother Branham was focused on getting the people's attention on their day, not just on a past day or on another day, but to bring the focus on their day. So we'd like to look at this thought and take our scripture out of Mark chapter 16. And we're going to look at some of the other disciples and what was happening after that Easter Sunday morning and after the resurrection. What was going through their hearts is even the scripture that we read in Mark. You remember that Peter denied the Lord even Thursday night and Friday morning that Peter cursed and he swore And we find by Sunday morning now, the angel coming to him and saying, go and tell his disciples and Peter. It was like the Holy Spirit was wanting to let the believers know that there might have been failures in the past. There might have been issues in your past or times of failure. But now by the resurrection, he was trying to bring their hearts back. Go tell my disciples and Peter, in other words, make sure that Peter knows that he's part of this resurrection and I'm going to use him in the future. In just a moment, we're going to speak about Thomas also and and some of the things that was on his heart. Oh, unless I see the prince in his hands or unless I put my hands in his side, I'm not going to believe. And we find that the Lord Jesus was so wonderful to come to him. And make himself known and say, Thomas, here's the, the, the my hands and reach your hand into my side. We're going to just speak a little bit about Peter again that got so discouraged. He said, I go fishing. I go fishing. I don't understand what does all this mean. And, and we find the lovely Lord Jesus coming to them and making himself personal and making himself real. And that's what I want to bring tonight uh, in April of 2020 is the resurrection that happened 2,000 years ago, that there has been another resurrection. There's been another quickening amongst the believers that we're experiencing even tonight. And in in the message of putting on the whole armor of God, Brother Branham speaking about this and said, God just brings his word more positive all the time. He don't have to refortify it and bring something else up. He just makes his word more real all the time. And the Bible said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God raises a standard against it. And if the enemy is coming in like a flood and God's fortification to his people to fortify them is... The word of God, praise God, wherever you're at tonight, you can just rejoice in the word. Don't let it just be like you're watching a a movie or watching a screen, but just enter right into the word as there must be some words from the Holy Spirit that he's trying to convey to the heart of the church. And that heart tonight is that you as the bride of Christ are the very essence of the resurrection. We're going to get into that just in a moment and how when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises a standard. God always does. He has the very essence of love and the spirit. His spirit covers all the solar systems from eternity. He said, if there was such a way to eternity, all love and all power, the real power of God. And I just pray the same angel of the Lord. That spoke these things. We just come through the neighborhood where you are and bring a healing, bring a deliverance as we're blessed even to hear the word of God. We're blessed even to read the word of God. We are blessed to be gathered together like this, though we can't be together physically and there's been a distance distancing from one another. But I believe it's in these moments the Holy Spirit is wanting to come personal. He's wanting to come where you might feel alone. You might feel like there's been things torn away from you and your schedule and your time and uncertainty. But let the Holy Spirit just come tonight and bring a resurrection. Just bring that healing. Just bring that deliverance. Now in the message, perfect faith which is a wonderful message in 1963, if you, in August the 25th, if you'd like to read that. Brother Bradham speaking about how perfect faith, which we know cometh by hearing, and hearing of the word of God. Perfect faith is a master of all circumstances. I wonder if we can all say all, all. God bless you. His perfect faith is a master of all circumstances. No matter what it is, it masters it. Just watch, he said, when you believe anything and do anything and you've got faith in what you're doing, no matter what the circumstance is, that don't have one thing to do with it. It masters all circumstances. If it's in a room of sickness and the Lord's revealed at this certain time that this is going to happen, you just speak it. And go on. Oh, oh, what about this? And he said, don't ask questions. It's already done. Just keep going. It masters all circumstances. Well, if you do this or so and so is going to do this, it's already got it mastered. Believers, this is a good word for us tonight. Faith believes that God will work it out. <laughs> Glory to God. Faith believes that God will work it out. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it anyhow. It masters all circumstances. And faith and love is relation. Because you can't have faith unless you've got love. Because your faith is in a God who is the very essence of love. Faith and love work together. Praise God. Work together, Lord, for this these few minutes that we have tonight. I wonder if we can turn to John chapter 20. We read in Mark chapter 16. Let's just turn to the scriptures in John chapter 20. Let's hear now about Thomas. As we're speaking about real believers. After the resurrection. The week after the resurrection. The days after the resurrection. Here we are Wednesday night. And maybe there's already been things in your life since Easter Sunday morning and God wants to clear away the fog tonight and encourage you that you're his son, you're his daughter, and that you've gathered in his name that now his presence could just come by and fill your heart, deliver and set free. So in John chapter 20, we find verse 19 to verse 23 that Jesus appeared to the disciples, the 11, but Thomas wasn't there. And so now we're picking it up in verse 24, John chapter 20, verse 24. But Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, this is Thomas, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Watch how Jesus waited these eight days. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you, I pray he would stand in the midst of wherever you're at tonight and speak. Peace be unto you. Then saith he, now watch how quick he comes to a seed. Then saith he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord. And my God, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. These few verses of scripture are so wonderful because they speak of the heart of a risen Savior, That was wanting to come to a heart that was maybe you would say not believing the way he should or you wouldn't say, well, maybe he didn't have perfect faith. But Jesus came to his exact request and said, reach your hands into my the palms of my hands, reach your hand into my side. I want to say tonight how personal our God is. If there's a need in your life or a question in your mind, the Holy Spirit knows exactly where to come and minister to you personally. Now, tonight I felt to be personal to you because here we are in our day. Here we are in our season and your spiritual life. And what happens after Easter? Some might say, or where do we go from here? How should we be thinking about this season and we look all over the world and we see questions. We see a virus that has literally brought the worlds, the, the nations of the world, the kingdoms of the world, whole economies and whole just billions of people. It's literally shut them into places and, and, and cause certain things to happen. There might be questions in your mind about this or what does this mean? Even the Easter. That that we've had and the Wednesday to follow. What is the meaning of all this today? And uh, do we fulfill this meaning of Easter by just looking back? Or is there something that we can have tonight that we want to look at that's for us today? I want to go to our thought tonight of finding the essence of this resurrection. Because this word essence is a very wonderful word. Brother Branham spoke about it. And he spoke about it in the message. But I'd like to look at it first just to bring your thought into focus. This word of the essence of this resurrection. Because from the word essence comes the word essential. Essential. And over the last three or four weeks all over the world, you've heard this phrase. Essential services or essential workers. Maybe essential people and Maybe you've heard the phrase non-essential people and certain ones are saying, well, I'm not non-essential. People have to stay at home. You maybe can't go driving. You can't go to certain places that you went before. They're non-essential. But this word essential is coming from the word essence, essence, essential services or essential workers. Healthcare workers are people that are helping in maintenance and things. It's to keep things going. They're essential people, people that are necessary, people that are needful, people that are of great value. And I want to I wanna say right away tonight to each one of you, as the body of Jesus Christ gathered all over the globe and wherever you are tonight, We're streaming from our church served in Cloverdale Bible Way in in British Columbia, Canada. I'm in Washington State. But here we are connected to all, all over the world, to brothers and sisters. And I want to say tonight, you are essential. Amen. You are essential. Someone might say you're non-essential. You're not necessary. You have to be put at distance or just go away to your home. But the Holy Spirit is coming tonight saying you are essential. You are of great value. You are absolutely necessary. You are extremely important. That's what that word essential means. A person that is absolutely necessary. Thank the Lord tonight. I just want to rejoice after all that's going on and all the nervousness of this age and fear that God has brought a message by a prophet of Malachi 4 through a vindicated prophet and turned to us in this generation in the last Easter message that he spoke. It is the rising of the sun and said, she is him. Oh my, she, the bride is him. She's the very essence. She's the very heartbeat. She's the very reason of the first resurrection was for the bride of Christ. And I want to say that tonight, during all of these times, you are essential. The bride is the very essence of this resurrection. Not just 2,000 years ago. We're not just celebrating a resurrection of Jesus Christ out of a tomb. But we're looking to our day. We're looking to our season. We're looking to what's happening in our realms that we are living in. And we are saying the bride is the very essence of this resurrection i wonder tonight i'm not speaking this to build pride or for us to get puffed up that's not the motive tonight and i'm not speaking about personal bigness or nothing that you have done or i have done it's not to make some big head of us because we're all small people we're just humble people but god has brought a message that only the bride will fulfill And that is the essence of this resurrection. Don't you? Can't you receive that tonight? That a president or a prime minister or a king or a potentate or a dictator cannot fulfill this essence of the resurrection. But for you and I, just humble little people that are walking in the truth and believing the truth. I'm thinking of you tonight. You might have been like a Peter. Peter. Maybe just two days ago, like, like, uh, maybe even on Monday, there was something you did or said, like Peter did, and he cursed and he swore and he said, I don't know the man and by, and he just is so embarrassed about that. Maybe tonight you feel like a Thomas and you feel like, oh, I'm so ashamed. I, I should have believed. I should have been stronger. But notice the words of Jesus, how he was so compassionate. To Peter. So compassionate to Thomas. So compassionate to the those on the road to Emmaus. This word of, of, of the essence. Let's just look at it for just a little bit. Essential. If you like to bring your family and friends just a little closer. Amen. God bless you tonight. It's so wonderful. I was just about ready to say it's nice to see you. But I, I know that the Lord sees you. And the Lord knows your name. This essence. Of this resurrection. It has to do with something that's vital. It's so important as to be indispensable. This word essence. It, it It's actually the root word is E-S-S-E. Which means to be. The essence. To be or the being of something. It's the essential part. The essence of a person. It's essential. It means belonging to the very nature of a thing. Don't you realize tonight that you are the very nature of God by his resurrection he has now quickened our lives the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead has now quickened you and even tonight it can quicken your mortal body. It can quicken the situation no matter what your circumstance because you are the very essence you're the essential part Therefore, it's being incapable of removal. That means God cannot take you out of his side. The bride is indispensable. You're incapable of removal. It means without destroying the very thing itself or its character. Oh, tonight we could speak about the greatness of God and the greatness of his word. But God is focusing down on you. It just seems like... You know, tonight we would have loved to have been in a church full of believers. We would have loved to have been able to be together and and be able to shake hands and hug one another's neck. It brings sorrow to our hearts as I was just speaking over the weekend to a, a convention online in New Zealand and just speaking to hundreds of believers just similar to this and and just speaking to their hearts. We had a wonderful time and it was just such a great time that we had with them. But to bring that the, the bride is the essential part, the very essence of God. It's the heartbeat of God. And in the Easter seal, Brother Branham said, notice the very essence of Of this resurrection is to tell and to show and to prove that Jesus has raised up from the dead. He's not dead. He's living. He lives here. He's in us. Glory to God. I wonder tonight if we can fulfill another book of Acts. And while they yet heard the word. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. I wonder if we could fulfill the scripture that says he sent his word and it healed the people. They are of value. They are important. They are necessary. When the world would look down on us tonight and maybe shake their head and mock us. But to hear the Holy Spirit say that you are essential. You are the essential body. And we are together. That edifies the church. That strengthens the church. Oh God, the word is our source tonight of strength for our beings. Oh, when he said, I'll be with you, even in you. A little while in the world seeth me no more, but you shall see me. For I will be with you, even in you, till the end of the world. Lord, quicken these words to us. Just this very week after Easter, that there'll be something move into our hearts that God is showing us a vision. God is showing us something of his word that, oh, we are fulfilling like a dream almost of God. It's a vision of God that he would have a bride without a spot, without a wrinkle. To hear these things in the time that we're living in, that we are fulfilling the very essence of God brings joy to our hearts. Then it is the rising. Are we doing okay? Everyone doing okay? God bless you. And it is the rising of the sun. Notice this word essence. The heartbeat. The very being of God. Brother Branham said the very essence of the message. That was sent. That he is risen from the dead. And we as beneficiaries. We who share the resurrection with him. Draw benefits from this. Oh God. God. We're drawing benefits tonight. We're beneficiaries of this resurrection. I'm not just speaking about 2000 years ago. I'm speaking of tonight, right here tonight, or maybe it's some, another time zone you're in, or you'll hear this message. Draw benefits. You are beneficiaries of this resurrection of the word for our day. We draw benefits by proving to the world that he is alive. We cannot do it by word only. We cannot do it by some tradition of man. We only reflect exactly what we're pointing to. And friends, this is a great a concern of ours and something that's been on our hearts. That throughout this time that we're separated and we're not able to worship together, that there be men and women that would begin to fall through the cracks or begin to lose faith or be, uh, begin to lose hope. And tonight the Holy Spirit is just like gathering his arms back around the Peter, back around the Thomas, back around the sisters like Mary and Joanna and sending an angel like we read in, in the book of, uh, of Mark, sending an angel to you, telling you, encouraging your heart that he is risen. He's alive and you are the very essence. You are the life of this resurrection. And Brother Branham goes on to speak that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It dwells in you and it quickens your mortal body. That same life, that same powers, that same beneficiaries that he had on earth from God. He redeemed you. He redeemed you. A seed that was foreknown by God, whose names was put on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. My, that's good news today. This isn't fake news. This isn't something out of a storybook. This is the Holy Spirit coming to the bride in 2020. Giving us the pulsation. Giving us the inspiration. Giving us words in due season that we could have. I wonder if we could turn to Luke chapter 24 together. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but Luke is recording uh, now the resurrection. God bless you. I know I can't hear the pages turning, but I know there's brothers and sisters that love this word of God, and we're not just staring, and we're not just looking, and we're not just goofing and talk we're not just here to talk about the token but we're here to apply the token we're here to apply the message we're here to get into the message where as brother murphy just prayed with us all and the brothers from the church before we just came to the pulpit and brother michael came to the pulpit just to be able to bring that faith that if there's needs in our families or needs with our children If there's sickness out there, we believe the Holy Spirit can go across the oceans, go across borders. He doesn't need a passport. He doesn't need a birth certificate. He doesn't need a visa. The great Holy Spirit can, he is omnipresent. He can be in all places, in all homes, in all lives. Jesus Christ is in this room right now. And the same angel that spoke the word, it's here to fulfill it. God bless you in Luke chapter 24. It's a very familiar scripture. In verse 1 to 12, you can remember how they came on the first day of the week. And they found that, that he had been rose from the dead. We're not going to read those verses. But verse 13 is the road to Emmaus. And that's what happened on Sunday night. When you look in the Easter morning resurrection. And then Sunday afternoon, Cleopas and his friend they were coming from Jerusalem to Emmaus it's about six miles almost 10 kilometers and they were walking along the road very uh, saddened and very disappointed and and their heads were down and you can look and look in verse 13 and read on down they were talking about the things that had happened verse 15 and as they begin to commune and speak about this Jesus Drew near. Oh God, maybe tonight, maybe as we're just a few minutes into the service of the word that the, the Lord Jesus could come and step into this room, step into your place. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And verse 24 speaks about this and how, how the women had, had found Jesus had been risen, and him they saw not. And Jesus began to speak to Cleopas and his friend about how their hearts were slow and to believe, and beginning from Moses and all the prophets, verse 27, he began to expound unto them, and they drew near the village, and they constrained him to be, stay with them. Verse 20, verse 30, I'm sorry. And it came to pass as he sat at meet with them. He took bread and he blessed it and broke it and gave to them. Remember, the bread speaks of the staff of life or the word. He began to break it and their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? My, my, we begin to see that he was known of them in the breaking of the bread. We've spoken about Peter. We've spoken about Thomas. But now I want to speak about Cleopas and his friend that were walking and sad. Even after Easter, Sunday morning, the resurrection had happened. Jesus Christ rose from the dead and they had heard these reports and 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 I want to bring it right up to our day immediately. Just because we don't want to be lengthy tonight. What a resurrection that was. But what a resurrection this is. That our Easter, as Brother Michael Ray spoke last Sunday, uh, last Wednesday night. Our Easter has come. You are the Easter. To be able to recognize that we have received a pardoning word. We've received a message that's got blood all over it, bleeding for the bride, pardoning the bride, crying out like the, like the angel said to Peter, tell my disciples and Peter. Maybe it would be go tell my disciples and John and Elizabeth and Rebecca and Sarah. Or maybe there's a Daniel. Maybe there's a Stephen. Maybe there's someone else you can put your name in there. Maybe it's not Thomas. This evening, maybe your name's not Thomas, but maybe there's been times in your life that maybe you felt you failed to believe the way you should. And the Holy Spirit tonight is just wanting to encourage you, just wanting to put his arms around you on a Wednesday after Easter and let you know that, Thomas, believe me, you're a believer. And now Cleopas and his friend, he just seemed to he appeared to them. Because they were speaking about him. Oh, it's so important not to be speaking about our troubles. It's so important not to just to be talking about the, the economy or what's happening in a virus and just be talking about the news and filling our minds with, you know, social media and every day on our cell phones and computers and devices. Because really, friends, there, there's a, there's other... Ep- 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 epidemics that are going on and things that are around this globe and viruses that are much deeper than a, than a virus of uh, uh, that, that is a pandemic around the world. It's a spiritual virus. It's spiritual needs and direction and men and women that are groaning and looking. Their, their hearts are burdened. They want to see a change. They want to see a transformation. That's the ones that Jesus was speaking about in the Book of John that when, when a woman is in travail under birth pains, and this is what's happening around the world, the world is in birth pains. All creation is groaning, but so are believers groaning for our adoption. We're groaning to put on that new body. Tonight we are the essence of his resurrection. But looking now across what is happening around this globe, we just sense the Holy Spirit is now coming personal to individuals. I, I just want to thank the Lord for what happened on Easter, not just 2000 years ago, but in our day to announce that a jubilee year has began, that the blood has spoke for us, that the mighty angel has moved on our behalf and has brought us into the bright age. Where, where it is the rising of the sun. Brother Branham spoke about the bright age and the resurrection out of dark denominationalism, that there will be a message where the full maturity, can we say full maturity? Yes, full maturity. God bless you. Of the word has turned back again in its full power and being waved over the people by the same signs and wonders that he did back then. Thank the Lord. What a resurrection that that was. But what a resurrection this is to be quickened from the dead in this generation and to be made alive in Christ Jesus by his quickening power. Thank the Lord for that. Now I'm just going back to Cleopas and his friends and what had happened in the morning on Easter morning Was a type of our jubilee year. If you remember in Leviticus. It speaks about that. And also the you might remember the emancipation proclamation. In the United States. When the slaves were being set free in the south. Many years ago. Brother Branham speaks about this in 1963. And the message pardoned. in, In October the 28th. And Brother Branham speaking about this emancipation a proclamation and when it was signed that the slaves were going to be free on a certain sunup of a certain morning and they all got out from their old plantation and many of the young men they climbed way to the top of the mountain because they could see the sun was going to come up first and they wanted to climb up to the top of the mountain and then the older men And then a little beneath that, the women and the children at the bottom. And they were waiting a long time before daylight. Oh, there's something in the bride of Christ. We've been waiting for a long time for a certain day, a certain sound, a certain wheels being turned in the sand of our beloved bridegroom that promised I'm going to come back for you. Just make yourself ready. Just be ready at a certain time. I've saw the character in your life. I've saw your believing faith. And we might say, oh, but I've made mistakes or I failed. But now tonight we find the Lord just putting our faith. Now it's time to put on the wedding garment. It's time to make yourself ready. It's time to do your hair for the last time. It's time to put on your dress. And there might be people making fun of you, scoffing at you. But it's time now for you to walk out on the stage now, Bride of Christ. It's time for the resurrection of the saints. It's time for the dead in Christ to rise some glorious day. And as these slaves, they climbed up to the top of the mountain, the young and the older, then the ladies, then the young children. I want you to watch what Brother Branham said. They had slave belts. It was hard trials that had marked their life. With sorrow, and they longed for that day that when they knowed they were pardoned, and the Emancipation Proclamation said at a certain day, at sunup, they are free, and they were longing to see that hour when the sun come up, so anxious till they climbed the mountains. Oh my, because that was their pardon. Speak spiritually of an individual. That is so anxious and to hear the word of a message saying, I love you. I pardon you. I forgive you. I justify you. Let's just go on. Let's just move on. It speaks of a wonderful relationship. My, I see now the rising of the sun. Remember, it is the rising of the sun. And there were the young men. They were waiting. And as soon as the sun began to shine in the east, They scream down to the older ones. We are free. We are free. Then the older ones begin to look down and scream to those beneath them. We are free. We are free. And he began to speak about this. The older and the, and the women and the children. We are free. We are free because the sun was up. Oh friends, don't let that be a story. Don't let it just be a verse in the Bible or something that happened years ago in history. But let it be a resurrection. Let there be a quickening that you can climb up with all the faith in your heart and say, God, I want there to be a rising in my life. Give me understanding. Give me understanding. And I read in Luke chapter 24 with my wife. Just uh, it was Monday, actually. As we were just reading the scripture and and Jesus was speaking to those that he had appeared to. And in Luke 24, the Bible says, verse 45, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And as we just knelt down to pray there in the little room where we were at, that the Lord had provided for us, we just begin to pray and say, God, give us understanding open our understanding, that we would know the time that we're living in now. That's why Brother John had it on my heart all the way from last week to have speak this on the essence because it comes from the word. It comes from the message. It comes from a burden that we would see not just a resurrection of history, but we would see the importance or the essence of this resurrection. And There's such a a prayer on our hearts, and I pray for you tonight. I pray for your life as an individual that God would give you understanding. Isn't that your prayer? Maybe you like to just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, that is my prayer, that there's been a rising of the sun. Yes, you can rejoice. You can say, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. There's been a rising of the sun. There's been the rising of the message. I have heard a mighty voice. And let it bring a quickening. Let it bring another resurrection to your life. Oh, what happened on that first Easter to Cleopas and his friends? The reason that Jesus appeared to them is because they were speaking about him. And you might be discouraged tonight as Brother Branham spoke about this on an Easter morning proof of his resurrection. He said there they were discouraged and they were going to a mass and they walked along their conversation and talking. And that's when he appeared. Oh, these are wonderful things that we're reading about tonight. You know, we could go on to speak of many others in the scripture. But I wonder if we can turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Verse 1 to 3. I want to read again about Simon Peter. Because after the resurrection, there might be some that have the same something in your heart. I go efficient. I'm just going to go back and back to the lifestyle I was before Sunday. I'm just going to go back to doing the things I was doing. Let's look at John 21, verse 1. And we see now after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There, there were together Simon, Peter, and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana, and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. But watch verse 3. Just don't be distracted now. Just listen to the voice. Just listen to the audio. Just let the Holy Spirit come now. In, in John 21, verse 3, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. And they said unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. I wonder sometimes if this is us after Easter. As you just listen a little bit. Just look into that realm of hearing the word. Now Simon, one of the disciples say, I'm going to go fishing. I go a fishing. And the other disciples said, we also go with thee. they joined right in. And we're going to go too. we're going to go back to, you know, the things that I know I can do them. And if you look in verse 3, that night they caught nothing. And I thought of all of us. And sometimes we try to do certain things and we try to force things to happen. And we try all night maybe and it seems like nothing happens. But if you look in the next few verses, the Lord Jesus appears to them and makes himself known. Friends, I want to encourage you tonight. You say, well, I'm just going to go back. I, you know, people don't see me now. I, I'm not with a big group of people. I seem like I'm alone and I can get away with things. But remember, Jesus wants to appear to his disciples. Friends, I want your heart to be encouraged tonight for you to find the importance Find the essence of your life and what God's calling you for. I could speak of Jonah that you would say, well, many would have said that he backslid and went the opposite way. But the scripture and a prophet told us that the time that Jonah spent in the belly of the whale was a type of the resurrection. I wonder tonight, some of you are going through a lot of troubles and trials, but don't you realize you say, I, I feel like I'm in the belly of a whale. I, I feel like I'm being swamped and by seaweed, or I just feel like I'm being taken over. I'm being smothered. I'm nervous. I don't have the rest. Don't you realize that God is wanting to prove his resurrection? And just like Jonah, that some would say he was out of the will of God or in God's permissive will, and it wasn't the perfect will, and Some of those things are true, but God was willing to bring it around and make that his perfect will. And it's written for our examples that Jonah, that it was a type of the resurrection. Praise be to God. I just want to encourage you in those things. And as we close tonight, just bringing the gospel of good news that the great commission is to go and preach us into all the world. And then with the income, tonight we could speak of a lot of great epidemics uh, that's been through all the time of smallpox or the flu epidemics or influenza or the black death or plagues that have smitten across the world. We could speak about malaria or tuberculosis, maybe cholera or, or AIDS or the HIV uh, positive ones. We can see these Things that have plagued this, these generations. Maybe it's yellow fever. Maybe it's typhoid or polio. But we are facing great epidemics in the spiritual realm that's greater. And, you know, what we're going through even now, this pandemic that is a global thing. It, it might be one of the, the, the greatest epidemics that some of you that are younger or middle-aged will see in your lifetime. But there's things that are even deeper than that, even in the electronic age that we're in and the me generation and media and electronic devices and the Internet, cell phones and computers and texting and gaming has brought the tree of knowledge of good and evil to where the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil is right back on the earth again. And God has sent us a word and his Holy Spirit to be able to combat the spirits that we are facing and the greatest battle that's ever been fought. And I pray God would give us the revelation and give us the discernment to recognize the ways that Satan is trying to get at the bride of Christ. And in conclusion tonight of this thought that we're speaking to you on the essence of this resurrection I want to encourage you that you might feel alone. You might feel like there's only one of you or two of you or a few of you together. But I want to say this, and I really want to nail it down in your heart before we go. Two words, alone, together. Alone, together. We are alone. That's you and God. It's a personal God. He's one on one. It's a relationship that is more than the kitchen, more than the church, more than just the parlor and the living room. Many of you are gathered in your living rooms, but there's a deeper place. There's a bedroom. There's a personal place. There's a one on one. There's a place where it's you and God alone in a secret place there in the spirit, beholding his face. And I want to encourage you, you might feel alone. But you're not lonely. The Lord Jesus is right there with you. He's ever present. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And Paul in Ephesians chapter 2. And through the book of Ephesians. You can look at this. Even when we were dead in sins. Have quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And hath raised us up together. And made us sit together. In heavenly places. In Christ Jesus and Ephesians chapter two verse twenty one in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. In chapter four of Ephesians verse sixteen says from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every Joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Alone together. We, you might feel alone tonight. There might just be a few of you gathered in a room, but I want to encourage you that we are gathered together. We are encompassed about with a great of cloud of witnesses. Even we that are connected tonight together will hear this service later. Let there be a togetherness. Let the Holy Spirit bring that experience to you of a resurrection. That essential part that His presence would come very near. You're walking alone, yourself with God in a personal place, but it's not lonely because you're with God. Oh, tonight, we might not be able to physically touch you. We might not be able to take away that pain or that throbbing. Maybe it's like a headache. It's so constant. But it's the desire that the believer has for the change. It's a higher movement and a change in these bodies, these old bodies, as the future home message declares, these old bodies wrinkling and falling and dwindling over in the shoulders. And aching in the knees. And a horse in the throat. He said that's all right. You can bury it in the sea. But the trumpet will awake me. Hallelujah. He said yes sir. We're going to change one of these days. I'm part of that. That's redeemed. You're in the world. But you're not of the cosmos. You're in a different order. You're a redeemed order. I want to say tonight and encourage you as our brother Michael comes to close us in a song of praise and the musicians would once again close out our service that we've heard tonight, that we are finding the essence of this resurrection, that God would come to you and encourage you. You are not forsaken. You are not alone. As Isaiah spoke about that in Isaiah 62, thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. Neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. Oh, God, but we have found a love that pardons. We have found some stripes that have taken care of our infirmities and our weaknesses. I wonder maybe, Brother Michael, if you could sing that. Brother Benjamin, Sister Joanne, Brother Orne, and, and the musicians could sing that. If Brother William, Brother Wilson is still there, I have found a love that pardons. I have found some stripes that heals because we are not left behind tonight. We are not neglected. You can just play quietly in the background, but just in our few closing words, just before we click off and go back to our lives, I want to encourage you that you're not neglected. You're part of the mind of God. You're part of the word for this day. God has a thought of you. God cares about you and you're not forgotten. You're not forsaken. God will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. Maybe someone's hanging on to these closing words. God will not desert you. He's not going to leave you in these straits. He's not going to leave you helpless. He's not going to leave you totally abandoned. Oh, he's not going to leave you behind. He's not going to leave you comfortless, but he's coming to you even now and pouring in the oil of the Holy Spirit, the never changing God in his very essence in his ways. I want you to be holding tonight. Think of it. Here's Brother Branham in my closing quote in the Ephesian church. Age says there they are full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. We found the love that pardons full of the Holy Ghost. It's the essence of God on fire with God holding forth the word of truth and there he stands to back them up. He's talking about the great angel of the Lord, the presence of God, think of it. Not one believer of any age need cry in his heart. Oh, that I might have been back there in the first age when the apostles were first sent out. There's no need to look back, he said. He said, look up, behold him who is even now walking in the midst of the churches through all the ages. Behold him, who is the same yesterday, today and forever, and who never changes, either in essence or in his ways, where two or three are gathered together in his name. There he is in their midst. Let's just all stand to our feet. Let's just all stand now. I wonder if you can say, Lord, I've gathered in your name. Uh, Brother Branham said not only in their midst as a complacent onlooker or as a recording angel, but there he stands expressing himself exactly what he is, the life and sustainer and giver of all good gifts to the church. I wonder if we can just wave our hands and say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, sister. Yes, brothers. God bless you, children. I know it's late for you, but God bless you, you and your families, as we stand, as we sing this song together, oh, as we just praise our God. Brother Michael, can you just lead us in that? I have found a love that pardons. I have found, yes, a love love that pardons, oh,
0: said I. i
2: Brother John, we appreciated that tonight. Uh, the es- essence of the uh, what is essential in this resurrection. I was so I love that part of Peter when God remembers Peter. Go tell my disciples and Peter, and and it just shows you. I like Brother John was mentioning just the love of God to mention Peter was in a, a crushing time. I can imagine after denying Christ three times as Jesus had said he would, and he recognized that, and then went through. I'm sure uh, several days before Jesus. Uh, came to them of just gut-wrenching agony of what he had done but Jesus said and Peter why because Peter was essential to the church the book of Acts coming Thomas was essential for the spreading the word and so there they were God was didn't fail to come and come to them and speak to them say don't I'm not forgetting Peter, because he needed Peter. He was essential to the church. Just as you are, as I thinking, Brother John, as you were saying, we are essential to this resurrection. And that's why God is remembering you. That's why God is sending a word tonight saying you're essential for this resurrection. You're the bride of this day. You're Easter because you're essential for this resurrection. It's beautiful, Brother John. I appreciated that. You're not forsaken because it's in Jesus. He sent to love because he needs a people to fulfill what? Scripture in this day... Which is in, which we have those that which are alive and shall, ch- uh, those which are alive will be caught up together. That's you to fulfill scripture. That's why you're essential to fulfill scripture today. It's beautiful. I appreciate that brother John. I was thinking of a song. Who, who I am. Who I am. Oh glorious mystery. Victory. That day he set me free. Amen. Why? Who am I? Cause I am the resurrection of this day. Amen. We're essential to this day to fulfill his word. Glory. Let's just sing that as we, as we close tonight.
0: Amen. Oh, glorious victory. Oh, that day He set me free. And He made my heart. Oh, He
2: This resurrection, that's who you are. Amen. Let's go rejoicing in that, pondering that as we go through the rest of the week. I I look at the pews and I think of everybody that's not here, and I think of the Drakes, and I think of the Freys, and I think of the Robinsons, and I think of the Gagneys, and I think of all the different ones that, my, do we dismiss you? It just tears my heart to look at empty pews. We have to do this, but you're not, you're missed missed and loved and if if that's me imagine what he our Lord loves you so much Amen. Brother Matthew why don't you just close in prayer
3: Lord Jesus you are the love that pardons not just today but for all eternity you knew there would be a time when we would We would mess up like Peter or Thomas or these different ones in the Bible that we can often relate to and think about and set as our example. I often think of even the thief on the cross and how your love pardoned him right at that last minute when he hadn't done a thing up to that point other than just to recognize the word and the day that had come to him. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, how you've revealed yourself to us. And I just believe that even under the circumstances you're you're reaching out to us in a in a new way, in a a different way, and we ask for your grace that we could just recognize our position even now in this time, knowing, Lord, that it's for some purpose we might not understand it, we might not even like it, but that's irrelevant, Lord. We know that you have all things under control, and we thank you. We trust you, we love you, and want to pray for each and everyone out there everyone has their their burdens and their trials we pray that you would just have your hand upon each and every life and we thank you in jesus name amen
2: amen thank you brother matthew have a wonderful week the next few days shake hands with one another in your home say god bless you with all that's in you and until we meet again god bless you amen